Hello, hello again, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Prep Extra Podcast brought to you by the Lincoln Journal Star. More high school action going on around the state in this month of January. We got it all covered with you here on the Prep Extra Podcast. Jeff Extra alongside Luke Mullen, as always. Luke, another week in the books, and it was a good one. Definitely. A couple big upsets. We'll get to that. But, you know, looking at the schedule, it's like, wow, we're four to five weeks away from districts. You know, you come into January, there's a lot of stuff to get worked out. And clearly we've seen, you know, some of those teams maybe made improvements over the last week and a half. You know, some teams stagnating a little bit, you know, tougher patches of their schedules. This is just a a great kind of stretch as we we head into the, the final push. For the Lincoln teams, we called it gut check week. And then uh, outside the city, we had a bunch of upsets in the Metro. So very entertaining week of basketball. That's why we love it. Uh, Let's get started right into girls basketball in Class A. And that was probably one of the few that just not a whole lot changed at all. Top teams, new fresh set of ratings are out, by the way, on PrepExtra.com by Luke for boys basketball. And then our fearless leader, Clark Grell, on the girls' side. Uh, But Millard South leading the way. They uh, number one. And then I think within the city, a couple of really good matchups. And I think Lincoln Pius X... uh, stood out defeating both Southwest and Lincoln Northeast this week, who are both, I believe, rated. Yep, Northeast the contender. Okay, contender, but, yep. yep. Southwest number six. And yeah, they, they pulled away by a few points there at the end of that game too. So that was that was an impressive win. And then I got to see them go up against Northeast and super impressed, you know, even though they didn't win, uh Northeast sophomore forward Donalia Washington spoke to Pius the tenth head coach Ryan Soda and he said after Alexis Markowski graduated, she might Donalia Washington might just be the best post player that he's seen around here. So, really high credit from a you know a guy who got to see it firsthand. Yeah. And obviously Markowski, she's doing great uh, just down the road at, at PBA too. So high praise and and Washington definitely has some of that D one potential. That's a good Rockets team. You know they've picked up a couple losses and they got some tough matchups coming up this week too. So. Pius beating those two teams back to back days. You know, obviously they had that loss to Fremont, but they're very close. You know, they're they're still at the top of that class A level and very talented team again this year. Yeah, I think the way it's looking like you have your top three and then it's kind of separating yeah. a little. Millage South number one at twelve and zero, number two central at twelve and one, Fremont twelve and one at number three. Then you got Bell West at four at nine and two, and then Pius X at nine and two. But I think, like you mentioned there, the top three have kind of separating themselves. Uh, but I mean, even the four, five, six, even seven, I mean, they're still really quality teams. Definitely. And some big chances this week too. For a couple of those teams to to really evaluate themselves against against the top of the class, well, maybe the biggest storyline in girls basketball happens in Class B. We have a contender. Elkhorn North loses to Omaha Scott over the weekend, sixty three fifty four. And I mean, huge. That's a huge win. This wasn't and it wasn't necessarily close either, Luke. Absolutely, and I feel like. I don't know if we had any impact on that, but we were we were talking about it for a couple weeks now. Is anybody yeah. going to challenge Elkhorn North? And Scott said, hey, we're undefeated. We're yeah. number one. Okay. You know, we, we see you, Skyhawks. I mean, Peyton McCabe, she that McCabe family has some serious athletic talent, and she's definitely one of the best guards we've seen. I think definitely perhaps the best shooting night that Scott has had so far this season, which you need to turn up in those big games, so... Credit to all those players, you know, the coaching staff for getting them ready. 
And for Elkhorn North, you know, I'm sure they're not going to mind taking an early loss. Obviously, they had several last year as a, a growing, you know, growing experience, you know, learning from that and everything. But definitely for Scott, this is a big eye opener, I think, for all of us just to say, you know, look at the talent, you know, player for player. They can match up against this Elkhorn North team. And, you know, with how good they shot the ball that first one, it leaves you excited definitely for a, a rematch a second time to see those teams go up against each other. Much rather have a loss here in January than you would in February or March. Yeah. And I think they would both agree with that statement. Uh, also in Class B, Norris loses to Scott's Bluff. I mean, that was a, both even on the boys' side as well, that was a clean sweep both by Scott's Bluff and the boys' and girls' side that night coming down here in the Lincoln area. Yeah, really impressed just by the basketball talent yeah. in Scott's Bluff. And they've always year. been solid, yeah. too. Oh, for sure. And, you know, that girls' team, that was a state qualifier last year, too. And they played several Eastern teams. You know, they, I think they made an effort to get some, uh, you know, some quality teams on their schedule too. So it's showing up there, number four in the rankings, and you know, first loss of of the season for Norris as well. So that's a, it's a big win against a quality team. Then in C one again, more upsets. Both number one North Bend Central and number two Lincoln Lutheran take their first losses of the year. In North Bend Central, I believe lost to Broken Bow. Am I correct in that? Grand Island Central Catholic. Oh, GICC. Yeah. Uh, and that was, I believe, at the Nebraska Girls Showcase yep. in Cardi, which yeah. was very successful, by the way. And we're hoping here that it continues to grow uh, as much as the Heartland Hoops Classic has for the boys' equivalent. Definitely. You know, we, we didn't get the chance to go out there or anything, but, you know, just seeing some of the videos, uh, you know, the feedback coming in from the event, and for all the teams that participated, you know, you go to a big arena, you know, you get an opponent that you don't usually see. I mean, that's a that's a fun time, you know. It's a yeah. good day to to look forward to on your schedule. A lot of great marquee matchups. I mean, when you get an event like that where you can kind of plan it out season to season, you know, knowing who some of the contenders are, you know, who some of the teams you might want to match yourself up against, it kind of leads to those those great games and it was a a great slate definitely in that in that event. So yeah, and then with that win for GICC, they also beat number four Carney Catholic, and so they jump all the way to number four. So quite an impressive week there for the Crusaders. Really, I mean that's a incredible you know pair of games. You know you think about game planning, preparing for for two different teams with with very different strengths too. So versatility on that team, and particularly in C one, you know you think yeah. of a team jumping from unranked to number four, but there's tons of teams I think in that margin with two or three losses that are are still so good in their own rights you know just they might need that opportunity against the top team to prove it and you know to show that they are at that level so you look at some of those other contenders Columbus Lakeview SCOTUS Malcolm Milford Chase County uh, there in Clarkville's ratings and I think all those teams are are very close you got David City 11 and 0 Pierce 10 and 1 rounding out the rankings too so I mean the the talent is just all over there I'm not you know, the, the jump is big, but obviously Grand Island had the talent to do it. And then a slim win by Wahoo over number two, Lincoln Lutheran. They just flip-flops in the ratings. Wahoo to number two, Lincoln Lutheran to number three. That was a narrow one-point win for the Warriors, and that makes the top five even more interesting. Some late drama in that one. That's always a, a great matchup there, Lutheran and Wahoo. And both those teams, they'll, uh, they'll probably see each other in the state tournament again. And then going on to C2, Bridgeport falls to number six in Class B, Adam Central. That one was a narrow win uh, for Adam Central. That was, of course, at 
the girls' basketball showcase in Cardi. Uh, Hastings St. Celia is still number one at the top, and then Crofton gets a nice 41-37 win over Ponca. Yep, Crofton and Ponca, I feel like they meet each other in, in districts or the state tournament every year. Those those fans know each other well, and two great teams again this year. That was a, a great matchup, real close there in that one. And Hastings St. Cecilia, they've played some tough games, still still riding out a hot streak there at number one, definitely the team to beat. Interesting work, good interesting week in girls hoops and now in boys it was still quite interesting another big upset Bellevue West drops from number two to three after a 60 to 49 upset uh, by number nine Gretna in a rematch of what was a Metro quarterfinal game I mean Luke that's pretty big we knew coming we talked about it a little bit in the preseason that Gretna was a team to watch they were young they had a year of experience and so they could be a little bit dangerous and they proved why Definitely. And, you know, being at that first Gretna Bell West matchup, I mean, I was not particularly expecting them to to pull an upset. I mean, the margin of victory, they're such a good team that they could have played it a lot closer. You know, things kind of spiral in the fourth quarter a lot of times. That happens, right? But coming back and holding Bellevue West to its worst shooting performance of the season, just so impressive. Landon Pekorski, he's having a great year. Sophomore guard, one of the best in the state. And I also thought this was very interesting. You know, we've we've had a few discussions about shot clock, and, you know, that game was one that I touched on because I said, you know, Gretna would probably hold the ball. That's going to be a very valid strategy regardless. So you look at the shot attempts, you know, comparing the quarterfinal in the Metro tournament to this game that Gretna just won without a shot clock. Well, Bellevue West, 32 for 54 the first time with the shot clock, 18 for 52 without it. So only two fewer shot attempts, which is really nothing I mean they a very identical amount of shot attempts just didn't shoot the ball as well as so I think just the the interesting thing there for the shot clock is that it's really not leading to any more or any less possessions it's just changing the way those possessions go at the end of the yeah. game which is I think what everybody's been saying that's kind of the goal so I think that's a a good you know good we don't have that much data yeah. so that's all we got people <laughs> <laughs> interesting fact for you about Gretna they're a sleeping giant I say that because out of their top five scores on the team, four of those are sophomores. The other one is a senior. But that's telling you how yeah. young this Gretna team is, and they just beat the number two team in the state in Class A and who is one of the big favorites to win state come March. Definitely. That's crazy. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We'll see them in a year yeah. or two. Uh, then another big game in the Metro, six Overtime, second game to go to six overtimes. The other uh, was Auburn against Hardington Cedar Catholic in their holiday tournament. And Elkhorn South beat Omaha South 106 to 102. Man, and I mean, that's a little surprising because Bruce Chubbuck, head coach for Omaha South, I mean, he's a defensive guy. He, <laughs> he, he must have had, he must not have been too happy with scoring yeah. line up over 100 points. I feel like we're playing 2K. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just. I, I wonder at what point, you know, third or fourth overtime, are you thinking, man, I, when can I go home? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, to to bring the level of intensity to the overtime period too, your con, your conditioning is yeah. is Ooh, really man. being tested. I mean, almost three quarters of extra basketball in that one game. Um, so just the the fight from both of those teams to extend it all the way was was incredible and. Also, a, a couple of 30-point scores, you know. I'm sure yeah. those guys that, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, I scored 30. 
Just don't tell him it's in six overtimes. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like we mentioned last week, it was a big week around the city. A lot of impactful matchups, a lot of rematches of what happened in the hack tournament. Um, and the big one was Lincoln Pius X getting revenge, um, beating Lincoln Northeast. They lost to Southwest on Friday, beat Lincoln Northeast the next day. But the Rockets are still ranked ahead, but they're very close. Luke, you were at that uh, pious Northeast game. So tell us about that. Absolutely. So, I mean, the the first matchup, I would say, Pius shot the ball relatively poorly. They definitely had, you know, below average shooting performance. Uh, So coming into this one, you know, was definitely interested to see if they could up the level, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of achieve some of that offensive fluidity that they usually have. And what was interesting is this time, Jared Boyer, uh, their leading scorer, you know, a guy who gets 15 16 points, a great three-point shooter, uh, just pretty much scoreless till the third wow. quarter, only a couple late points, and it was really the Hostrider show. We had Sam and Jack both, you know, making big buckets down in the post. Three-point shooting got going in the second half and kind of been waiting, you know, honestly for, for some of those big games from them. You know, they, they clearly have the talent. You know, they, they had Division One offers and, you know, committed there. They had a lot of recruitment for a reason and been great players of the last couple of years, but you know, really taking over in that big game. That's what the best players do. And their mentality was just elite in that game. They were not going to be stopped. And Pius really had a a lot of fun by the end. I think it was, you know, that that kind of seamless offense that they really want to run, you know, something they've been working on for a couple months. And Northeast, you know, don't get me wrong, they were very close, still making some of those big plays, you know, those those tough moments I think that they're known for. You know, that that 10-point margin of victory easily could have been, you know, for – Oftentimes, free throws kind of swing that thing. So Northeast still close. You know, I, I dilly dallied kind of debating the rankings. Like Pius just beat them. Southwest is still at that level too. You know, there's a there's a couple other teams in in Class A, obviously that you can put in that mix. Uh, but I still think you know Northeast beating them the first time, and they were just so similar in quality this last time. I think they're they're still up there at number five. Northeast will will have a big test this week, but. I mean, don't count out Southwest either. They're yeah. they're a great team in their own right. So I think all three of those are are just so close again. Even though we just saw them in the hack, it's like, ah, how do we tell these uh, yeah. teams apart? <laughs> the final of that Pius Northeast game was sixty seven fifty seven. The Hostrider twins combined for thirty seven of those sixty seven points. Moving down to Class B, Omaha Scut continues to roll. They're still at number one. Uh, they beat number two, Omaha Rancali, 65-61 in overtime. And that's after Rancali just destroyed Platteview, who's number three, by about almost 30 points. Absolutely. That Rancali team, you know, they're they're up there in the preseason, you know, drops an early game. But, man, they have the talent. And I think it was, a, it was definitely a packed gym there for that Scut game. You know that's a that's a huge matchup between two pretty historic Class B teams right there, and so Scott just been impressing me all year long. James Ninifu, I think he's one of the best all around scorers in Class B, a guy you can really do it at the highest level. Uh, he's just been lighting it up out there, and all the other pieces really kind of falling in place for Scott. Rebounding, passing, shooting, uh, just really been a, a complete team so far this year, and and really impressive there at top Class B. So you look at Scott and Roncalli there at the top. I mean, I after that epic battle, I I don't want to separate those two, <laughs> but 
after that, it, it definitely gets a little murkier. Yeah, yeah. Bennington defeating Platteview, handing them their second loss. Waverly beats Scott's Bluff, who's coming off a win against Norris. Um, and Waverly also beat Norris as well. And Luke, like you just kind of mentioned, Scott and Roncalli up there at one and two. And then from there, it gets a little messy from third to about ninth. Yep, you got Beatrice eight and two, Platteview, Bennington, Waverly all eight and three, Scotts Bluff ten and three, and I I felt bad dropping Scotts Bluff three three spots in the rankings, and is it really wasn't any you know they picked up a loss, but it wasn't like they had a awful week. I just think there's a lot of shuffling. Yeah, you know, Class B it'll be way different in a couple of weeks than it is right now. I look at a Blair team who's in ninth. I mean, they could be in fifth and in a couple of days. Elkhorn North, Aurora, some of these contenders. Sydney having a great year too. Norris was just in there, and it's it's really tough to to separate those teams. Yeah. Still, plenty to be decided in B. Well, in C one, number one Ashland Greenwood gets uh, passes a test with a fifty nine forty three win over Fort Calhoun, and then right behind them, Carney Catholic beats Grand Island Central Catholic forty nine thirty one, and that one was really hyped up. And I Carney Catholic. Again, this was a class they talked about that this was a class that could deliver a state championship. And right now, through January, they are answering that call. And, you know, I feel like it's football season all over yeah. again. We've got <laughs> Ashton Green and Carney Catholic there at the top of C1. So, yeah, just the, the level of athletes that they have going through those those schools right now. They're showing up for, for both of those sports. Definitely a, a lot of multi-sport athletes in both of those ones. And that that was an interesting game to me, the Fort Calhoun one. That's a, a well-rounded offensive team. They picked up a couple big wins earlier this year, but kind of dropped back now to, to contender status for the time being after a couple losses as well. And, yeah, Ashland and, and Kearney, they're up there at the top. Wayne was right behind them, but Norfolk Catholic, a great C2 team, you know, they, they hand them a loss, and, and now it's like, okay, we're we're part of that group again. There's There's a lot of teams in that mix, Auburn, picked up a couple wins again and and it's it's getting tight again there in c1 same thing on the boys yeah just like football c1 is going to be chaotic and very fun by the time that we reach uh state tournament time and even districts as well in c2 gicc of course losing to carney catholic but they did beat donovan trumbull and i mean just like c1 c2 is looking pretty chaotic as well absolutely and i think you know the the thing about c1 is like okay, you know, there's 16, like, really good teams or, you know, whatever number you want to put on it. So ultimately there's quite a few that are going to end up missing out on state, you know, that, that end their year in districts. Well, you look at C2, and, the, you know, there's obviously the case, too, some teams that won't make the cut. But, man, that top eight is is really just loaded to me. You got Humphrey and Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Holy Family. They're up at number one. Uh, they've been there all season. Grand Island Central Catholic, Howells Dodge. Donovan Trumbull having a great year, and then you think, okay, you know, there might be a little separation, five to eight. Nope. Hardington Cedar Catholic, Freeman, Norfolk Catholic, and Hastings St. Cecilia. I think all teams that would be right up there in quality had some great wins, great battles all throughout the year, and man, I, it gets you excited for, for that C2 slate coming up here in a couple of weeks. I mean, just to tell you the depth of C2, Hardington Cedar Catholic beat Auburn in that holiday tournament, six overtimes. Freeman is coming off a state tournament appearance from last year. And North Fourth Catholic just gave Wayne its yeah. first loss. So, I mean, man, and that's five, six, and seven, too. That's not even breaking into the top five. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Just absolute chaos in Class C, one 
and two. Certainly going to be interesting as the year goes on. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to preview what's coming up this week. Maybe a little down compared to what we've gotten the past few weeks with holiday tournaments and just a big week in the city a week ago. But don't worry, there's still some very, very intriguing matchups, especially here in the Star City. That and more coming up next on the Prep Extra podcast. Don't go away. Welcome back, Prep Extra Podcast. Jeff Extra alongside Luke Mullen, previewing what's coming up around the city and state in both girls and boys basketball. Luke, let's get right into it. In the girls basketball, still pretty solid week in the city. Number six, Lincoln Southwest, takes on the hack champion, number three, Fremont, on Friday. And then you got number eight, Lincoln High, at number five, Lincoln Pius X, the same night. Yeah, and two, I think, very different games with a little bit different styles. I think Southwest Fremont, they'll be ready to run, yeah. uh, really push the points in that one. Lincoln High Pius, I think that, that game will definitely be decided in the post, um, you know, just running an, an efficient offense, making those those high-percentage shots. Both those teams do a great job at it. And Lincoln High, I think, you know, they this is their biggest week of the season by far, also playing number 1 Millard South this week. And, you know, they're they're up there in that mix, obviously a, a contender last year as well, but not really had that marquee win so far down there at number eight in the top ten rankings from Clark Grell at with an eight and one record. So, you know, if, if they can win one of those two games, that's that's already yeah. proof that they're up there. You know, just being competitive in both, I'm sure, is is definitely the goal with both those great teams. And I have no doubt that that Pius one is, is definitely yeah. going four quarters. Their goal this week should win one of those two and then play the other one close. Yeah, That should be the goal, and that should establish themselves in that top 10 in A. And then even more around the city, Lincoln East takes on Omaha Central, and then Lincoln Northeast takes on Miller North. Not only are those important on the girls' side, but also the boys' side, a couple of primetime city versus metro matchups. Yep, two big doubles, you know, great scheduling for, for those Saturday tests, you know, getting a, a great slate of games for boys' girls, varsity, JV, uh, so that'll be fun for for all those different uh, locations going around Lincoln. You got a lot of home games there too on Saturday, yep. so clear your schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But but both those games, you got East and Northeast contenders going up against top ten teams. Yep. So again, got to play competitive, hope for a win, and see how it goes. Uh, number seven, Blair in Class B. They're ten and one. Uh, they have they take on number five, Norris in B, and then they take on number two, Wahoos, also in C one. And then you have Hastings Saint Cecilia taking on Carding Catholic in what should be a war there. Absolutely, two of those two of those top teams, Carding Catholic, haven't suffered a couple losses, so I'm sure they'll be pretty eager to to come away with the win in that one. And and Blair kind of sleeper team there in Class B as well. Uh, getting a real chance to to make a statement in either of those. And that's a kind of a busy week with girls. And then on the boys' side, a lot of that correlates with those matchups in girls. Lincoln Northeast rated number five, coming off their first loss of the year against Lincoln Pius. They take on number two, Miller North, on Saturday. That one's going to be big. Luke, I'm nervous for my guys. I'm, n- I'm nervous for <laughs> Northeast here. Definitely when you got Jason Green coming to town, yep. you got – 
you got a couple things to be worried about, and not just him. I mean, they have great three-point shooters. They do a good job getting you know versatile, well-rounded scoring from everybody in that offense. But definitely green against Northeast will be the matchup to watch. You got Porter Basil, pretty much the only guy there that can match up in terms of size at six foot eight. But I don't think anybody really has the physicality yeah. to match with Green. I mean, going up against Pius, they had G. Gatner, who's a physical guy at about six four, six five. But I mean, he's he's playing the post against six seven Christensen or six eight Hostrider. So yeah. you know they're going to have to figure out some sort of double team, which obviously is going to you know lead to some other defensive you know problems to worry about so i'm sure they're going to be they'll be scouting that up they'll be scheming but just can they defend you know an elite one of the best players in class a and jason green can they beat you know a team who's really kind of been the hallmark for for class a basketball that'll be the test very fun game on Saturday, but you also have Gretna at Lincoln Southwest. That is a top 10 matchup. Then you also got Lincoln East taking on number four on Central, and East has shown they, they may not be rated, but they have shown they can go off for a game or two. Yeah, Lincoln East, that was the team that going into the hack, I, I thought they might make a run. Uh, had a very difficult stretch losses to Miller North, North Star, and Northeast three games in a row, but back on track against Fremont 62 points I think is quite interesting really if they're kind of in that 60 point range that's that's really what they're looking yep. for that that means they're probably gonna gonna win more likely than not but against Central that's not a guarantee because they might as well score 70 or 80 on you yeah so that I think if you're a fan of offensive basketball that'll be a fun one to watch Gretna Southwest those two teams they might slow it down a little bit but I mean hey they can score it too I think they're pretty evenly matched you know they they have a similar kind of a couple guards that they really rely on for scoring, you know, some forwards that you get in the mix with pick and roll. I think those two teams are are pretty evenly matched, and, and that'll be a good test as well. Can the hangover of their win against number 2 Bell West, is that going to stick around? You always see that with some younger teams especially. They get a big win, and in a game that, I mean, they shouldn't be favored. This is a toss-up, or Southwest would be favored. But sometimes just the next game gets away from them because they're still trying to come back after that big win. So that one will be very, very interesting. Doesn't help that's on the road. Yeah. But that is certainly going to be a fun one as well. Then in Class B, Blatview, which has suffered a couple of big losses, doesn't their schedule doesn't light up at all, facing number one in C1, Ashland Greenwood, and then Wahoo as well, who's also in the top five. Definitely. And Man Platteview gets a, a tough slate. They already beat uh, Class A North Platte. They played Elkhorn uh, twice. They played Beatrice. And, the, yeah, they, they got some other good games there to, to round out the year. This is this is really their toughest week. They just lost to Bennington as well, another top-five team there in Class B. So, you know, both those games, you know, toss-ups could go either way. They definitely do not want a four-game losing streak, but – even if it happened, I mean, just the, the quality of team that they played will, you know, it, it'll set them up regardless. But really interested to see if they can bounce back. Obviously, you know, Connor Milliken's going to get his, but can they get that team scoring? You know, can they get that consistency on every night? Uh, about 50-point efforts there against Ron Colley and Bennington, another team that, that probably needs to be up there in that 60 range. Their schedule lets up a little bit. Um, they have UTN, Nebraska City, Harlan, Iowa, and that boys basketball showcase in Sokol Arena in Omaha. But then they go into the Trailblazer Conference, which is always going to be 
a competitive one there, and then they finish out with a few middling teams. Uh, so they'll get a break a little bit, but still, Platteview, very, very challenging schedule. And then in C1, Auburn is at Lord Central Catholic, a big matchup in C and D there. Uh, both are contenders, uh, Auburn in C1, Lord CC in D1. Yeah, I, lo- I love these kind of cross-class games. I mean, obviously, Lord's playing up two classes. You have to you know, take that into account a little bit, but I think both those teams will be pretty eager for that matchup. Uh, really going to test their their defensive quality to stop the opposing scorers, and just a, a great chance to to see those teams against you know somebody quality kind of in your area uh, that you might not always schedule. So, and then you have another one like that where number four in C two Howells Dodge or number three Howells Dodge in C two takes on number two Meade in D one, and this is Meade who's coming off a loss, but they were previously number one in D one. Yep, D1's been a, a very volatile class. Haven't really touched on it too much on the pod so far, but really new number one pretty much every week. Lord is in that mix too, so if, if they beat Auburn, they could be right back up there as well. Uh, Kennesaw, some of these teams that you saw during the football season as well, but Loomis, they've been in that mix. Quinn Johnson, one of the best scorers in yeah. the state too. I mean, they're they're down there at number six, so a lot to, to still sort out there. Really interested to see if, if Meat can handle that one. Yeah, it's very interesting um, for Loomis there because remind me of who you just mentioned. Who Quinn Johnson? Quinn Johnson. Yep. Yes, saw him play last year at the state tournament as well as well as the Heartland Hoops Classic. He's probably the closest thing that Nebraska's had to a Drew Cuxhausen in terms of shooting since he was here. I mean, right across the timeline, Quinn Johnson can pull up from anywhere. Yeah, I was going to call him Steph there. Yeah, <laughs> I would say he is. He, yeah, he's he's fun to watch. He's definitely, I think, the the best kind of pure scorer that you can see. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys who can shoot it, but yeah, yeah. he's he is special. He's something else. Well, that's all the basketball action we have with you here on the Prep Extra podcast. But before we go away, uh, Luke, where are you at this week? Yeah, you'll uh, you'll know some of the results maybe by the time we we get this pot out, but. Definitely going to check out Platteview Ashland. That's a that's a huge matchup. Uh, Got to see what happens. They're going to be in for the big girls matchup, Lincoln High and Pius. Super interested to see as well in Northeast Miller North girls boys double. Can the Rockets, you know, kind of pull back their season on the girls side, pull into the top ten, and and will the boys be able to to hang against a a really tough Miller North team for sure? That that'll be where I'm at. And you want to let them know we got a little something planned for y'all next week yes please stay tuned it's gonna be a fun week next week on the pod but until then make sure to pay attention to prepextra.com for all the features gamers and a fresh new set of ratings out in both girls and boys basketball um, and make sure to follow us on twitter at lmullen7 and at x on sports that's gonna do it thank you everyone for listening to this edition of the prep extra podcast presented by the lincoln journal star go enjoy the basketball